The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. go jerry ostrowski down here in tulsa she is sarah larson out there in miami and once again you're listening to line the game on the buffalo rumblings vidcast network and uh, we come to you every week on wednesdays at nine o'clock eastern eight central and uh, you can join us if you're out there on uh, twitter or x as they now call it or facebook come on over to youtube join us hop in the comments and uh, join in on the Bills talk from last week, this upcoming week. Uh, we go into a lot of depth here on the Line to Gain show. Sarah, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, my finger, I, I think I told everyone I dislocated my finger in London. Um, so I was on the injury. I've been on the injury list for uh, for a little over a week now. Um, unfortunately, it's still not healing. So uh, I might end up having to get an um, MRI on it because they're an MRI. Know, they're yeah, they're afraid that I might because it's not healing. So they're afraid that I might have uh, done some uh, some damage. So um, I went back to the doctors today. So unfortunately, um, they said that they could do an ultrasound too, which is a little cheaper, um, but it might not show um, everything. Uh, whatever. Would you like me um, to send you one of my uh, many finger braces that I have? No, I have a I have a I have a splint that goes around the finger and then goes on the the wrist um dare i, I ask how you did this <laughs> <laughs> um it's really embarrassing honestly it was uh you know rushing to catch my flight and the the lady at the um the counter um at the the airport in london made me take stuff out of my suitcase and um she was she was rushed she's like you got to do this quick you got to do it quick if we're not if you're not in there within the next three minutes you're you're not going to be able to catch your flight i'm freaking out and it was a suitcase malfunction, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but she uh, she saw it happen, and her eyes teared up. My eyes teared up. She saw it pop back in um, at the same time. I th- think she was going to kind of throw up in her, her own right. Um, but uh, she was like, so you just dislocated help. it. Yeah, I dislocated it. But when I dislocated it, um, the, the doctor thinks that um, I hopefully just inflamed or stretched the tendon. But he's afraid that there might be some some ligament damage or I tore it a little bit. He he doesn't feel he feels a little ball, but he said he doesn't feel he's like, I don't think that it's he's like, I don't think it's that. But I told him I didn't want to to do any additional testing yet because I I don't have insurance. So um, I everything's self pay right now. But he's he was like, he's just nervous because it's my right hand and I keep on using it. So I don't wear I do have a brace that I wear on it. I don't wear it enough, um, but bending it is very difficult. Um, twisting things, very difficult. Gripping things, very difficult. So I'm going to remain on the IR, uh, limited action <laughs> going forward. I wouldn't waste your money on MRI. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that I, as There's long as I There's nothing they listen, can do. Can you yeah, bend it? 
a little bit, not all the way though. And there, uh, that's what he's small. afraid. Well, he's afraid that I might need surgery on it, but he wants to send me a, yeah. So, um, we'll see. Taking, yeah. I'm taking a breath. He also likes to scare me a lot. So taking Let a breath. Dr. Shostky assure you, you'll be fine. Yeah. He says that I just need to, to, you know, relax and rest it, um, not use it as much. It's just, it's my right hand. So I tend to use it for everything, but yes. It'll get real quick, real quick programming note. We're going to go ahead and um, normally on the show, we talk a little bit about college football towards the end. We're going to go ahead and remove that segment and move it to its own podcast, which will uh, be uh, posted on Friday afternoons. Is that correct? Friday mornings. Friday morning. Friday so if you're uh, if you want to go ahead and listen to that, the fourth quarter, uh, we will have our college talk pulled separately. And that will be released on Friday morning. So the line to gain show, we'll do half of it as far as last week's rewind. And then we'll move to this week's fast forward for the upcoming game that is uh, coming up uh, week seven already in the NFL, almost to the halfway mark. But um, before we get into our rewind this week, let's hear a word from our sponsors. It's time to say goodbye to the blur and hello to clear vision. Ficta, Endel, and Elmer are the first in Western New York to bring you Zeiss Smile Technology. Along with our highly experienced surgeons, we promise an effortless journey to better vision. Gone are the days of fumbling for glasses or struggling with contact lenses. Embrace the freedom of superb sight. Because we believe you deserve the world in HD. Visit us online at Ficta.com and schedule a consultation. Ficta, Endel, and Elmer. We are focused on you. Once again, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter or X, hop on over to YouTube and jump in the comments and uh, be a part of the show. Also, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. It helps us out, and uh, we appreciate when you do. But last week, the Buffalo Bills on Sunday Night Football in their color rush red uniforms took on the New York Giants. Um, that game, the Bills win 14-9. to um, It comes down to an untimed last play. And I just have to tell you something, Sarah. Um, I've turned Twitter off most of the week. You told um, me you were going I, to. I hop on a little <laughs> bit here and there. Um, I direct messaged um, my friend um, Joe down in North Carolina, Joe Marino. And um, I just I, I hit him up because I said, you know what? I appreciate you. And I think he probably thought I was nuts. But the reason <laughs> I did it was, you know, he always has a good viewpoint on games. He doesn't get caught up in the fandom of things. Um, you know, he's very analytical in what he talks about. And I appreciate that. And I am not going to get worked up about this game. Um, I am not part of the, and, and you know what, we've got an hour now cause we pulled the, the fourth quarter out. So I'm sure you, you've got about, you know, five or six rants you want to go on. And I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you do those because while this game was not a good game um, offensively for the Bills, I thought there were some big time bright spots on defense, and we'll get right. into that in a moment. Yeah, and we, we um, definitely talked about that. But um, offensively, not a good game. Josh, um, Josh was uh, 19 of 30 for 169 yards with an interception. He did have the touchdown to Morris um, rushing the ball. Cooks 14 for 71. And I'll get into that a little bit because that was my one gripe about this game. Um, Murray, 12 for 45. Josh Allen did have two runs for 11. Um, Diggs, 10 receptions for 100 yards. I th- I feel like he was targeted about 36 times in that game. Um, but he did <laughs> have was 10, 16, but yeah, yeah. He did have 10 catches for 100 yards. Gabe Davis, 3 for 21, but he did have the big fumble. Dawson Knox in the bad wrist, 3 for 17. Morris did have the touchdown filling in for Dalton Kincaid. Our kicker, um, hope to God he feels that it's a superstition thing and he gets rid of the one eye black. That's, you know, I hope he realizes that's why he missed the uh, two kicks, but not a great night for Bass either. Um, Terrible night. Ton, he, was 27, and, he was 27 yeah. of 27 <laughs> up until that right. first miss. And well, then he freaking misses another one. Christy will tell you, it's a miserable place to kick. Um, it really is, especially yeah, but there was no field. wind. There was absolutely no wind it, on it, Sunday night. I guarantee you there was wind on the field. That tunnel, the way things are, 
it, it's I'm not saying he should have not made the kicks. I'm just saying it's a difficult place to kick. But when you look at this, obviously most of the rage and fury of Bill's fan was directed at the offensive coordinator because we all know our favorite players can never not have a good game. Um, I There was a few things that I was irritated with. My number one Grinch with Dorsey this week was that should have turned into a power power running football game to me. I felt we should have run the ball much, much more. Um, but Sarah, obviously uh, you were there. Um, you have some, some things you want to talk about as far as this offense goes, Dorsey and, and, yeah. um, this performance against the giants. So, um, I wasn't able to listen to all of hump day, but in the beginning, Joe had made a comment about rewatching the, um, the game and how he had a different perspective from rewatching on television than he did while he was there. Um, there, obviously the first, I mean, the first, you know, two and a half quarters, you know, midway through the third quarter, um, there was literally no energy from, from fans anymore. Like we were all just sitting there. Like it was dead silent. You expect something out of this team offensively. Um, when we don't get our way as fans, um, we, we, we jump ship real quick. Um, when it comes to like that motivation and that, you know, uh, that's why we talk about the Miami game and how electric it was in that stadium. But we were also, a, you know, we led that, that game for the most part, for, you know, the entire game. Um, so I feel like as fans, we need to do better to try to, you know, motivate the team at times. Um, you had, you know, the defense balled out. We'll, we'll obviously talk about that. Um, but the offense, you know, I, I feel like I've, I've griped so much that, and I'm going to lead into what you're going to talk about. Um, the running game, even when I rewatched the game today, even the commentator said, oh, well, they're, they're getting the, the momentum going. And as soon as they get the momentum going, running the ball, they stop and they start throwing the ball. And then it was three and out after they started throwing the ball again. Um, so it's like when something's working, why are we going away from it so so much? And then the other part of that, and I, I griped about it last week. Um, I'm gonna gripe about it again. Um, I know that we have to, you know, change up our looks, and we we can't always be under center. We just like we can't always be in the, you know, in in shotgun. Um, I just don't like the I I don't like the fact that we are lining up in shotgun so much like Josh is one of the best if not statistically I know we argued about this last week statistically he's been the best under center um this year I feel like um we need to do more of it uh I didn't count the number of times he was under center but it felt like he was under center quite a bit this game well I um I didn't count either um I'm just saying I feel like all the negative plays or plays that we only got one or two yards or were stopped short you know short or he's running from the pocket super quick. I feel like we were in shotgun. Well, for a couple things, it almost felt to me, and I don't know if it felt this way to you, um, but it, it did to me quite a bit that the, the giants, and I believe this has to do a lot with Dable. Um, they schemed us up big time. I don't think we blocked well up front. Um, I don't think we played well, really, period, offensively, across the board. Um, I thought the running game got going, and we got away from it, which I think we could have done more in that aspect. And there's where you want to go ahead and put Josh under center, run play action, and those types of things. But I did think Dable schemed us up really well. I think he knows our team really well. He knows our personnel. Right, he knows our personnel really well. Um, So I think that that had a big part to do with it. Um, I put this on Twitter, and this was part of the reason why I got off of Twitter this week because sometimes I see things and I like to put them out there be- just to make people think. And instead of making people think, um, it turned people into rabid dogs and just blasting away at how horrible Dorsey is. And that that point was this. I think that it was pretty obvious And it doesn't mean he has to have 15 catches for 200 yards every week. 
But Dalton Kincaid changes the way defenses have to play us. And with him not playing, that offense that we saw against the Giants looked a lot like it did last year towards the end of the season, towards the last eight games. Um, I don't think that him, him being out of the lineup, I think, affected that offense big time. And it it did away with a lot of personnel. I don't care how I don't care if Quentin Morris caught a touchdown. I don't care what he can do can and not do. Talk about that pass for one second, though. I mean that I I literally was holding my breath as that pass was coming out. Right. He that I'm just I just rewatched it. So like seeing it again, that pass it was tremendous. Those are the moments that I'm like, Jesus, we have a freak of nature at quarterback. But where, what not, was he doing, Sarah? I know. but He and was then it, off schedule ad-libbing out of the shotgun, which I is feel, what he does the best. I don't, I, I feel like, you know, is it, is it him? Is it Dorsey? I don't know anymore. Uh, you know, there, there are moments where, you know, everyone's mad that he targeted Diggs too many times. Then if we, you know, if we target Diggs only 10 times and he only has seven receptions, then we didn't, we didn't target him enough. So do I think right. we need to That's get the other guys? Point. Do I think we need to, to get the other guys involved? Of course. But we're also used to the offense where right. Josh is, you know, throwing the ball 40 times a game. You know, Josh so- under center. And this is the one thing that, that I keep going back to is we keep talking about now, now before it was sugar high, Josh, then we moved to. Josh is too structured. He's not, he, he's a wild stallion, man. You got to let him go. So how do you let a quarterback go? You put him in the shotgun. Now we put him in the shotgun. We're running shotgun too much. So it's like each week we, we pick a different part of the offense to complain about. And to me, Josh Allen is a shotgun quarterback. I don't like some of the running plays we do out of the, out of the shotgun. For instance, you can trash the draw play. You can get rid of the draw play. The draw plays trash. Um, I don't believe in this game right now. The delayed handoff stuff is 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 good. Um, I think you got to run same side pitch. You got to get downhill. You got to do those things. Cook can do either or. Murray can do either or. Okay, but one area that I do think is a glaring a glaring issue, and it goes along with now when Dawson Kincaid's out, who picks up the slack? You look at the Philadelphia Eagles, okay, and what they've done. And now, granted, their offense has not been clicking as well as it was last year. What did they do today? They went out and got seven-time Pro Bowler Jerry Judy, right? Or was it Judy? No, they didn't get Judy. No. They got um oh uh, got, um yeah. Now you said is like yeah. uh, Julio, Jones, Julio Jones. Julio Jones. So they got and signed Julio Jones. I think the Bills would benefit from another receiver. I really do. And I tell, I blow the horn for the ones that we have, (laughs) but I, but I think, but that's the thing is can, and I I keep blowing the horn for Gabe Davis. I think Gabe's a really good receiver. I I do, but it would help them to have another one. Cause I don't know if Shakur is, is that guy. I don't know if I just think that there's a, there's, if there's a place on that offense, they need to find somebody. It would be to me, another receiver that can maybe, Do get open when you have when you have so when Dalton's healthy, he brings a lot of that, and I think that's what they were missing this week. Yeah. But you know, I uh, Sal Sal put a deal out about week to week comparisons in the NFL, right? I don't know if you saw that or not on yeah. on on Twitter, and I copied it because it was interesting. And I look at yards per game from week from week five to week six. Okay, the Bills went from fourth to fifth, so they dropped one spot. Yards per play, they went up one from third to second. So rushing yards per game, they went from 16th to 12th. Rushing yards per play, they went from 15th to 10th. And that now, granted, mind you, we can't go back, Sarah, to the other argument that we always had. And I know you used to bring this up all the time. Well, yeah, they run the ball, but Josh Allen is three quarters of the running game, right? Mm, he hasn't been running the. Him. Yeah, he hasn't been running that much. Keep that because I want you to go back to that here in a minute. Pass yards per game, they went from fourth to eighth. Um, Pass yards per play, they went from third to fourth. They dropped a little bit there. Um, they gave up their they moved up a spot in in sacks per pass attempt. So the offensive line um 
didn't didn't give up a lot of sacks, but I didn't think they played well. They gave a lot of pressures. Um, red zone, they went second from week the, in a row. Yeah, red zone, they they stayed second, and third down, they went from fourth to second. And points per game, they they stayed at third. So when you look at these comparisons, you the, Dorsey's not a trash coordinator. I mean, but that's been the, the narrative first... for two years now. Same thing with our defense. Right. We were a top five defense, but at the same time, we weren't winning when it counted. Yeah, so... but 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 why is that? Okay. Well, I'm gonna say for, I'm going to say for the offense, my concern is that we have certain games that we blow up statistically, and sometimes it skews those overall numbers. Um, in my opinion, from the eye test, from watching the games this year, I think that our only, um, two good offensive games were against the Raiders and against the Dolphins. Those two games offensively, we were good. Um, Washington, yes, we scored 38 points, but that was mostly a defensive victory. Um, you know, obviously Jacksonville, we did not you know, we did not play well uh, offensively right. at, at all. And this week we did not play offensive well offensively at all. And to be honest with you, the numbers were even worse until the fourth, you know, fourth quarter. Um, so I, I feel like sometimes like the dolphin game, um, those numbers are skewing a lot of things. And then at the same time, the, um, I just saw something reported that the last two uh, weeks in the NFL, if you haven't noticed uh, teams aren't scoring in the red zone no. and they're not they're um they're not um uh, putting up um 30 40 points um we're not seeing the offense that we're used to you know seeing in the last couple of years so that kind of skews you know um yes we're we're you know third in the the league on on in scoring um cuz we were doing really well in the beginning of the season on you know at scoring but whether or not that was because um the offense looked good throughout the whole game i i don't i don't see it um i don't feel like we have been clicking like we're used to seeing the bills offense click other than in the in the two games this year against the dolphins and the raiders um yes there is some concern with that i think some of it has to do with <sighs> i i i I think it's probably it correlates when you look at the last two weeks and the last two weeks, we've had probably some of the worst besides week one, the last two weeks, we had some of the what worst um, O-line play that we've had this season. Yeah. So I no do stats, think some, but like you were saying, right, terrible I do O-line think play correlation rushing. between yeah. how we play up front and all that. So I, I don't know what the answer is um, for the crowd that wants to be under center all the time. That's a structured offense. I don't believe Josh Allen is great in a structured offense. If you want Josh Allen to do the Josh Allen type stuff, to me anyway, and this is the conversation I had with with Spence and Joe the other day, to me you're going to have to live with some of the interceptions. You're going to ha- you're going to have to hope that you have more out- offensive production and your defense continues to play the way they're playing that can overcome some of the interceptions he's going to throw. Yeah, if you I- want if you want big time Josh making the throws like he did to Morris. You're going to have to accept some of the stuff yeah. that, that comes with it. That was a beautiful pass, too, and a beautiful catch. But um, right. one thing I will say when it comes to to Josh, I think it was Ralph that put um, Dorsey's doing fine as the trigger man. Josh has the most time to throw in the league. Um, I think that that's fine as long as the wide receivers are getting open. So I watched all 22. I, I rewatched the game. And there was only two times that I was like, you know, he's open, he's open, and you still went to Steph. Um, or he could have ran for a first down instead of, you know, um, you know, throwing it in um and uh kind of forcing it in. I think it was to Knox um at one point. Um there was two uh two throws that you know feet are getting entangled and you know they went down, no no flags were thrown. Um there there were times where I feel like he lost trust in any of the wide receive uh wide receivers other than Steph. Um and I feel like that that's kind of where um he went, you know, maybe wrong. Um but at the same time I get when you're you know, when the game's on the line, you're going to just start going to um who's going to get you the victory and he probably felt like Steph was the only one that um he could turn to in that moment. So um 
Most of his targets, though, were in the first half, which is kind of funny. Um, well, you, you know, and you brought up something earlier about offenses playing well in the league. Um, the new edition, the latest edition of New Heights came out today, and I, I'm a 92 percenter. I talk, we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. I listen as soon as it comes out. And one of the things that that Travis Kelsey talked about today was their offense coordinator Nagy challenging them as a group that they have to play better. Yeah, they're not playing as well as they have been. They're not clicking the way they have been. The Eagles are having some issues. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of good offensive teams out there that are having issues for whatever reason they may be. Um. You know, getting going, clicking, being that efficient, high-scoring offense that they've been in the past. So it's hard for me to believe that. Uh, the only thing you'd have to say is defense coordinators possibly are catching up with this style of offense because it's damn sure not rules. Because yeah. now they've come out today and said they want to do away with the hip tackle. Yeah. Um, so there's another rule they want to do away, you know, another well, rule they want to put out. Once there they define it, I would like to see how they're going to define that one. But um, a cool stat that uh, most people probably right. saw over the, the weekend is, well, not cool for us as we're an AFC team, is all NFC teams lost to AFC teams until Monday night's game where Dallas beat um, uh, L.A. But all AFC teams beat the NFC teams that they were playing. Um, there was only four, I think, four NFC teams that won, and those were playing other NFC teams. So there was quite a few um, upsets again this weekend. Uh, you know, San Fran lost, Philadelphia lost. Um, it didn't help the Bills because, again, um, you know, it happened during a week that, you know, it was against an AFC foe. So um, the, the Dolphins take on Philadelphia this week. So uh, let's let's pray that Philadelphia figures it out so we can uh, gain some traction with, with the Dolphins. You know, call it what you want to call it. Um, you know, put blame on who you want to put blame on. The fact of the matter is, is the Bills won the football game 14 to 9, and that's all that matters. That's a dub. That's and, what I I tweeted it out the second we won. I was the right. dubs a dub. It does it right. It, it was ugly, but at the end of the year, we're gonna not think about that. All we're gonna look at is how many wins and how many losses. So. Right. And with the schedule they have, any sort of win is a good win. But when you go ahead and you look at the defense, and you talked that we talked about it off air. Yes. I mean, the defense played terribly well. Johnson nine total tackles. Bernard nine total tackles. Benford eight total tackles. Williams the rookie. Um, if there is a silver lining to this, We're to this injury, it's him getting the opportunity to come in and play. And he did not disappoint. I mean, he's a yeah. motor, he's a motor guy. He's all over the field. He makes a ton of plays. He had six Hyde four. Uh, Russo had three. You go down. Um, Lloyd had a sack. Epinesa had a sack. I know you want to talk about Epinesa. That maybe was the one thing defensively that kind of bothered me a little bit, Sarah, is the fact that, you know, you had a guy that was on the couch last week and he started at left tackle and we only ended up with two sacks at home where where crowd noise should have been a uh, should have been an advantage. But still weekly comparisons. Bills are still uh, first in the league in sacks. Yeah. So um, I'm looking here. AJ Epinesa played 27% of the snaps, only 21 snaps. So he was actually under Vaughn's uh, snap count this week. The amount of impact that I feel Epinesa has had, especially with such a small snap count, such a small share of the snap count, um, I I'm I want to apologize because in the off season I was like it's either him or Boogie or need to go one of them's got to go. Um, I am so glad I, I at this point I believe they made the right decision. Um, Epinesa has been playing so well every week, um, not just with the sacks but the um, the tackles tackles for a loss. Um, I, I wanted to also point out Benford. I mean what a pick. Uh, like this kid has come in and he's now a store, you know, he's a starting cornerback on, on a hopefully Super Bowl caliber team. Um, and he is outshining our first round draft pick. Like you would not believe, uh, Elam just not it, man. I, and I, I want to give the kid 
a chance to really like get his bearings, but he played a hundred percent of the snaps on uh, on Sunday, and um, I think he had two or three pass interference calls on him, a holding call. Um, He's lost and, all confidence. Yeah, and this was the game that he was supposed to gain all that confidence back. You know, like they don't have wide receivers like that right now. You know, he was supposed to. The half their, t- you know, like we said, half their offense was was injured. So I was really hoping to um to see Elam kind of progress this week, and I feel like he regressed even further. Um, you know, I think with a healthy Dane Jackson, Elam might be might be sitting. No, I think it's it's pretty obvious. Um, him being inactive, a healthy scratch, the first couple games of the season, then having to play because of the in, the injury to Trey, um, there was a reason why he was, he's was he been down, and he's definitely struggling. Like I said earlier, cornerbacks with no confidence are, are just – it's rough, and he obviously has lost confidence. Here's something I wanted to bring up, and we talked about offensively earlier, Sarah, about how the guy that's getting the blame for this performance last week is the offense coordinator, Ken Dorsey, but then you look at the numbers and where they rank in the league, right? Right now, people are talking about McDermott and how great that defense is and what he's doing defensively. But when you look at week six rankings in the league as compared to others, um, yards per game, they're 12th. Yards per play, they're 22nd. Rushing yards per game, they're 25th. Rushing yards per play, they're 31st. Passing yards per game, 7th. Passing yards per play, 12th. They do lead the league in sacks. They are 4th in the red zone. Um, on third down, they're 23rd ranked in the league in points per game. However, they're ranked third, which, you know, obviously that's a big one because they're only giving up 14.8 points per game. But when you look statistically at those defensive numbers, they're not great. But yeah. yet you haven't heard anybody talk about McDermott and anything that he's done in calling this defense. Right. Um I think that it's the points per game that stands out to all of us the most. Uh we're when we keep the the score low, we tend to you know we tend to pull off the the win. Um, but I also think that again, some of these overall numbers are skewed because um, of the the Jacksonville game. They they had what five hundred yards on us. So, but I don't you know, know how you can skew. I mean, it's part of the season, and you can go week to week from week one all the way here, and then you look at. You look at these. Yeah, but it, it does. It does. I think it does really impact when you have one bad week. It does really impact those numbers because it's a small sam- sample size. It's only six games. So, you know, I'll wait until more, you know, towards the, the end of the season to really get into those, you know, those weekly rankings, excuse me. But um, I think that McDermott, because he's the head coach, he's, you know, he's going to get um, a little bit less criticism, but also because we are, we know how many um, injuries we have on defense right now. And I think that if whatever we can get out of these, you know, these guys that are second and third and practice squad, you know, guys coming in and, um, and doing really well. I think that at this point in time, all we can say is that the, the defense is still killing it. I mean, yeah, well, let me ask you this. The Giants before had we, nine points, but no no touchdowns. So. Before we hit the fast forward, okay, before we hit the fast forward, what's the one thing you want to see from last week to this week get better? I mean, the offense? <laughs> well, I mean, besides uh, just a broad stroke, you know, because, for instance, you know, I'd like, you know, one of the things I wouldn't mind talking about, and obviously we're we can we can talk about that later, but you know, say what you will about the quarterback and this, that, and the other, and the Quentin Morris throw and how wonderful it was. But when you have a chance to ice the game, you can't throw the ball into the ground. You know, when you got Dawson Knox sitting there for a first down, you can't throw the ball into the ground. You got to throw it to him. He so should have ran it. the ball though, and that that but he could have gotten a first down. I'm so tired of this. You know, Josh is Josh. He was literally four yards away know. from a first down, and you throw it on the run, like, no, just freaking get the first down. That, that bothered me. It, it, and it still bothers me. I feel like we're trying so hard to make it. So Josh doesn't run that. Like Josh is taking away that mental aspect of it completely. And I, I can't stand it. I think that he's so concerned about getting injured because he knows this team is a hundred percent reliant on his health. That sometimes I feel like he's taking that a little, 
too much now because I feel like the coaching staff is probably, you know, beating it into his head. Like you got to protect yourself. You got to protect yourself. And I think it's uh, become, it's, it's taken Josh out of his game a little bit, but I guess if I was going to get more specific, um, it's supposed to rain Sunday. Um, if between one and 4 PM, 60% chance, which really sucks. Um, so I would like to see us run the ball more consistently. We want, we ran the ball well against the giants. I just want to see it continue. Um, and you mentioned it, let's get the tight ends involved. You know, let's, let's really get them both involved. Um, you know, I Kincaid hasn't caught a touchdown pass yet. I want to see it. I want to see it happen. I think that's a big thing for me, and you took my answer. I think the tight ends have to have a big week because um, we know Belichick is going to have a scheme that's going to try to take Stephon Diggs away. Um, he is a percentage guy. He's going to take away the number one thing you do. You're going to have to find something else to do, and I think with Kincaid clearing concussion protocol um, and coming back, I think that's a big thing. If they want to get this thing going again, we need that 12 personnel back out there. You need to get Kincaid moving around. Hide what you're doing. Um, hide what you're doing schematically within the personnel groupings. And we talked about that in other shows, how you can hide a lot of stuff with Kincaid because he can do so much. Right. You can't just go ahead and call down and say they're in this and know what they're going to do. I think, he can split uh, out. I think they'll also get, and, and we'll talk about this in, in the in next half of the show, but to get Hardy involved, like we used to get McKenzie involved, um, especially against the Patriots. So, you know, McKenzie looked like an all pro, um, going against the Patriots the last couple of years. So I think that um, we'll get Hardy involved in the same way, hopefully. All right. So that's the uh, rewind, and we'll head into uh, our fast-forward segment. Bills and Patriots up in Foxborough. That game at 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 Central on CBS. And we'll get into the fast-forward here in a moment. But this fast-forward segment brought to you by Picasso's Pizza. It's Buffalo's Pizza. Hey, football fans, the season is here. So you know that means family, football, and food. But for the NFL's best fan base, it can't be just any food. Bill's Mafia only eats the best during the season. And the best is Picasso's Pizza. With four great locations in Western New York, it's so easy to treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. If you're on Facebook, come on over to YouTube. If you're on Twitter, come to YouTube. Join us like Matt and Ralph Wilson Sr. and uh, the rest of the guys and girls that come on and uh, join us weekly here on the Line to Gain show. Renaissance Man is with us, the Trek reviewer, Richard Rush. And uh, hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us out. We appreciate you uh, joining in and uh, being with us here on the Line to Gain show on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. We move fast forward to this week's game and uh, – Here's your Bills injury report. Sarah, anything of uh, great concern to you? No. Um, I mean, obviously, um, we're down to, to two r- running backs. Obviously, we have um, the the kid on the, the practice squad, um, but which he'll be elevated um, for the, the game. I'm sure he'll probably be elevated for the, the next couple of weeks, um, probably his three elevations that we're allowed to. Uh, so it's going to be – a lot of um of cook and um and uh why can't all of a sudden murray jesus i was like why can't i think of freaking latavius's name um so it'll be a lot of them um a little surprised by the way that we did not start cooks last week i think uh he was kind of on the um you know in the in the naughty corner after the the jags game but um I think Josh will be fine uh, as long as he doesn't use his his shoulder, his throwing motion too much over the next you know couple of days. Um, I think the you know the only thing that um, kind of uh, Ed Oliver not participating. I want to see what happens on on Thursday. Um, well, our personal foul penalties will go down in the game. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't know what the last two weeks have been with him. Um, Lots of uh, lots of uh, of the fifteen yard variety too. Um, it's been, I think he had two against the Jags and then one this past week. So uh, true. <laughs> Let's just say that. I mean, um, I'm just hoping that everyone you know um, participates tomorrow. Uh, 
we'll see the the difference between Wednesday and it was just pretty much a walkthrough today. So uh, tomorrow is usually the the day that we we see um, the people who were did not participate. If they're still not do not participate, they're usually out on Friday as well. So then, you know, we kind of can gather who's going to be playing on Sunday. But um, Pat's injury report is very long um, as well. Um, I shouldn't say as well. Theirs is longer than ours. Um, so they have, uh, you know, quite a few people on the offensive line, um, that's, uh, injured and everything. And then the limited participation, we're going to see, you know, um, Juju's in concussion protocol. Um, it'll, you know, they're, they're hurting a little bit. And then obviously they're hurting, uh, Mac Jones has been semi-healthy, but, um, still like he was pulled what, two weeks ago for, um, his game and it's pulled two weeks in a row. So, um, I just, I hope we can make it three. I know that sounds terrible, but I've, you know, feel like the, the defense, uh, needs that. Um, not that they've, I mean, I'm saying that they need that boost in morale just because it's good for them to have an easier game. Not saying the paths are going to be easy. Um, but it is what it is, you know, with, with the amount of people that are down, um, you know, that kind of boost in their, their morale, I think is a good thing. So I hope they go out and have, uh, you know, a killer game and he's got to, he's got to get pulled again um, because of, you know, turnovers and bad play or whatever. Very similar to last week, Sarah, when you look at the numbers comparatively, um, you know, the Patriots total yards are down 27th in the league, passing yards 22nd, rushing yards. They're only rushing for 26. Uh, they're 26th in the league. 83.7 yards per game. Points are 31st. Third down percentage, they're 25th at 35.2%. Defensively, you look at it a little bit more even. Um, total yards, the Patriots actually are better than the Bills. They're 10th, where the Bills are 14th, giving up 321.3 yards per game. Passing yards, they've got the 12th rated uh, defense. Rushing, got the 15th rated defense, um, where the Bills are uh, 25th in the league. Points, um, they are 24th, giving up 25.3 per game. And third down, they're good on third down, as you would expect a Belichick team to be. Uh, he'll scheme you up. They're 10th uh, in the league defensively yeah. on third down. Their so, defense is, a, is, you know, they're they're a legit defense. I mean, there's no ands, ifs, or buts about that. If Belichick's always going to have his team, you know, well, uh, you know, well prepared on defense. So, um, I want to see our offense, uh, do what I know we can do against, against the, the Pats, what we have been doing against the Pats. So you believe, and we talked about it, uh, before we copped into this fast forward segment, you want to see, and I'm like you, I agree with you. I want to see more running of the football. I think if we're going to sit in a lot of two tight end sets, it makes sense to run the football. I also think it it, it allows a lot more play action with two tight end sets. Um, and then, like I said, we can hop in a lot of different things, you know, with Kincaid healthy. So I'm going to say this, um, there was one play watching the, the all 22 over again, where, um, I want to say cook had like a 15 yard game. It was, (laughs) it was, um, 100% a block on, um, with Dawson Knox up the middle literally pile driving the offensive lineman uh, back 10, 10 yards. So when we have these guys in there that are willing to do the, you know, the run blocking, um, we can have a very, very effective run game. Um, and cook can, can get those numbers. I know he can, I want to see it. I just, well, we talked about like- it. I think we talked about it, Sarah, with the Raiders game because Dorsey and the the comment that week from the Jets game was how he put his offensive lineman on an island and didn't help him at all. So they come back the Raiders game, and if you remember, they had tight end chips, running back chips a lot with with Crosby, and they did a much better job of helping Brown in the offensive line in yeah. the past game, and it and it showed. And last week it seemed like we got away from some of that. 
And that's why I right away went to the Kincaid comparison and why I thought that it was so important to have him in the offense because it it took the Bills out of what they've been doing over the last so many weeks. I, you know, you talk about the Jags game. I still can't wrap my head around that whole ordeal with when we went over, playing a team that was over there two weeks, right. that whole thing. I, I kind of watched that game. Um, I really do. But when you look at this game, I just felt like we fell back into that old habit of just, you know, maybe running routes. Did they have rhyme or reason? Kind of, but maybe particularly not. And just kind of throwing stuff at the wall that see what would work because we lost that. We lost that flexibility without Kincaid and we lost some of our imagination without that, without that personnel group. So like I said, you know, Quentin did what he did. Um, he was hurt before the touchdown catch. So he stuck it out and, and caught caught the the you know the game winning touchdown, but still we just lacked that we lacked that ability to get mismatches last week. And that's yeah. why I kind of went to the comparison of the Eagles going out and getting Julio Jones. I know he's played a while, but still he's a quality receiver. Um probably a potential Hall of Famer. Um definitely a I feel like the last two, three years though, he's he's definitely not the same guy he used to be. Um, he doesn't have to be the old guy in that offense because of no, what of he's got with him, you know? And that's why I think that you put somebody like that with Diggs and some of the other stuff that the Bills have going on, now all of a sudden they don't have to do – I mean, that's the old Bill Belichick thing, right? That's what he did for years. He, he took Junior Seau and said, you know what, Junior, you can't do what you used to do anymore, but you can do these two things really well, and that's all I want you to do is these two things. And that's how he 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 could bring those old vets in, bring that experience, and only you know put them in roles where they only had a couple of responsibilities, but they were really good at it. And um, you know, I don't. Uh, they might the Bills might might value that, especially a vet, another veteran presence I, in the locker room. I feel like Sherfield and and Hardy are both very i don't i'm not going to say very good cuz and but they're both good wide receivers that i don't feel like are finding ways to get open or we're not scheming them open enough um i was very much let's go get the guy a guy right. um obviously i wanted d hop very badly um and i'm sure d hop He's probably liking the money, but at the same time, he's probably wishing he made a, you know, if if he really does want that championship that he talked about, if that was the idea um, that he made at the beginning of, uh, of the offseason about he wants to go to a team that's going to allow him to win, um, he made the wrong decision going, going to the Titans. So, um I, I wish that, you know, we had a, another opportunity there. Um, you know, obviously uh, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Um, I think that if he realized he was getting so underutilized and he wasn't going to have um, an impact and that this team was literally going nowhere, um, maybe the money wouldn't of the money disparity wouldn't have been that big of a, a, a driver for him. Same thing with Odell. Um, Odell's not getting utilized in, in Baltimore. Odell, they had to bring security with him because he about got beat up outside the game. Oh, really? All that. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, no, I did not. He need a he need a guy from the Titans in the game, and the guy from the Titans was outside waiting for him. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah, they had to call security. But anyway, here's my here's my thing to you, and and this is you make a great point. You make a valid point, and this is kind of. When you look at the Bills, I don't think the offense is structured to get a bunch of people open. Does that make sense? I think when you look at when Miami was humming and they still are good, four to five guys can catch the ball at any time. When you but look Waddle at, is not being utilized in that offense this season as the way that he used to be. So well, why does it, why does non-production automatically mean not being utilized? Well, no, okay. So then we can we can argue that the the same things happening in the Bills offense. Then if we're if we're going to say that, but um, I mean, at it's the same it, it's the same argument. 
Um, if we're going to say that he's not, you know, we can't say that he's not being utilized just because he's not getting the, the ball. Well, then we could say the same thing about, you know, Davis and, and Hardy. Well, what I'm and saying is you got to get open to get the ball, right? Right. So, so that's the thing. So, you know, again, I'm, I'm, you know, not trying to draw the attention to the dolphins, but I'm just saying so much is going to Hill that it's, it's happening to Waddle too. He's not getting um, the, the yards and the, the targets that he used to. But then they just went out and got Chase, you know, Claypool. They added to their their wide receiver room even even more. I guess the point I'm trying to make is this. I don't look at the Bills and say that's a system offense. Um, when Kansas City's clicking on all cylinders, multiple guys are catching the ball. Multiple I think our offense are catching I think, the ball. Yes, exactly. I think our offense is is in the passing game, and I'm sure I'm gonna get flamed, but I'm gonna I don't really care. Um, Stevon Diggs is choice one. Stevon Diggs is choice two. Then there's a choice three. And then Josh better pull the ball and run. I'm just saying when you when you talk about a veteran presence, that's why I think Hop, I think D Hop would have been awesome in Buffalo because you give him another complimentary receiver. I don't think this is a this is more. I'm gonna want I want my playmakers to go out and make plays as opposed to my schemes are gonna open everybody up. And I, I'm trying to say this in in the right way that there's just different styles of offense, right? So I think that's why I believe that the Bills would benefit from having another veteran presence in that wide receiver room. I just think it would make things a but lot don't four years in, don't you feel Davis is a veteran presence. Uh, well, he Smith. and he's been playing but fine. He fumbled the ball this weekend, which is unfortunate. He's been playing fine, but I don't think. I, I mean, how I, I, I would love to know how many times his number is actually called. I don't. Well, I don't. Yeah, there's something I mean, weird going on with this offense, and you know, if you say it's if you say it's Josh having to throw at the digs all the time, you get one of two things you're you're crazy and then you get i want him to throw the ball to digs every time then you go then there's just always there's just something missing right there's a there's a there's and they had it in miami for however however they grasped it against the dolphins and a lot of that was the way the defense is playing and what they got going after the they traded touchdowns the first four yeah. drives. I also won. think that the you know I was kind of talking about it um, with Mookie yesterday. When it comes to um, when it comes to the Dolphins, we know them. They know us. They're the one team that kind of always gives us the same look. Um, so right. we've kind of learned how to play. You know how to play offense against them, um, right. and and figure out ways to to win and win convincingly. Um, right. You know, sometimes you just have those matchups that, you know, really do just swing your way. And the Dolphins have been one of those. Um, you know, this season, there's no undefeated teams left in the NFL. Um, I feel like there are quite a few teams that are showing, you know, they're basically showing um, their, you know, their issues and what, you know, what they struggle with every week. Um, there are I think every team in the NFL this year is beatable. Uh, yes, you know, Kansas City is still 5-1. and one. They're still Kansas City Chiefs. They're beatable. Um, as, you know, they're, and they're showing, they're showing ways of uh, how they are. Philadelphia showed, um, you know, that, that Hertz can throw, you know, three picks and um, have a, you know, 50 QBR, um, just like Josh against certain teams, you know, and, um, the you know specifically the Jets, <laughs> uh, San Fran looked like crap. Granted, Christian McCaffrey went down. Debo Samuel's went down. I actually watched um, that whole game, Sarah. That per, that was the one game. Purdy didn't look good either. I mean, no. and that was a good defense performance. Terrible. By, and yeah, I have Purdy on one of my fantasy teams as the second quarterback. Um, it's a super flex league. Um, he has consistently given me 20, 30 points most of the season. Someone literally just asked me to trade for him. Um, and they were willing to to give quite a bit up for him. And then he he gives me a freaking eight point game on um on Sunday. So yeah, I mean it was a it was a hard it was definitely a, a hard weekend. And I think that 
some of these um, defenses are exploiting some of these offenses. Um, Here's uh, the maybe... fix. Here's yeah. the fix. And you brought it up in the first, in the rewind segment. Here's the fix. And Philadelphia went to it after trying to change and they went back to it and it's changed the way they've played offensively. They're still not where they were last year, but they're a lot better. It's the reason why I think Dak's Pre- Dak Prescott is struggling. Um, if we want to be the offense that people want to see, 17's got to run. You got to let him do. No design runs him, anymore. You got to let all. him do. You got to let him do what he does. You got to let him run. You got to be. You know why he got hurt and he hurt his shoulder? Because he's sitting back there in the pocket patting the ball. When Josh is aggressive and running, we're not. Pat, he's he's much more. He's able to protect. He protects himself extremely well. So to me, anyway, when I look at this, Prescott ran the ball early in his career, got the ankle injury, hasn't run since very much. It's affected his play. Hertz tried to come out this year. He had the shoulder that kind of still lingered, didn't want to run the ball. He went to start and run the ball again, changed that offense quite a bit. We know Mahomes can pull it when he wants to go. Um, hell, even Tyrod at 68 years old made some plays with his feet, right? They you gotta let the you gotta let 17 be who he is. And when they do that again, I think you'll see this offense click quite well. Yeah. There's one wild card in this. Your head coach is a defensive-minded guy, and the worst thing he wants is turnovers. Defensive guys want the game called on offense to complement good defense, and that's where I'm sure the struggle is. Yeah. I think that the one – Silver lining, I guess, is that we are figuring out some of these issues sooner in the season. Um, Because even though we were winning at the end of last season, we had those those games that did not look pretty at all offensively. So um, I think that, you know, we need we need to figure and, you know, figure it out now. Go go through the the highs and lows now. Um, so when December rolls around, we're, you know, kicking on all, you know, all cylinders. So, cause as we get out of here in a second, okay, we got, we got the, uh, the Patriots this week and then we go Patriots, Buccaneers, we got the Bengals, the Broncos, and then we hit, we hit murderers row. And Jets. yep, Jets, Philadelphia, our bye week, and then uh, Kansas City. They better figure out their identity and who they are by week 11 because week 11 is the Jets, week 12 is at the Eagles, week 13 is a bye, and then 14 uh, on December 10th, you got the Chiefs, and then the week after that, you got the Cowboys. Um, so they better figure it out soon. Um, and I think a big part of it is allowing. Josh to use his feet and make plays with his feet. So any final parting shots you want to uh, put out there real quick? By the way, love the new segment on Twitter, yes. Sarah. Yeah. Your new segment you started this week. My you new might, segment? You, what are you talking yeah, about? Your game day fit. You oh. Went the, you went to the <laughs> – to the, to That the was actually day. that was actually Jay Spence's idea. Um, the game, was, I'm sure it was. Yeah. The game day fit. I like the new segment. I think we need yeah. to do that weekly. But I do believe you need to do the true game day fit, not the in the hotel game day fit. That was uh, that actually was, wearing at the game. That was um. I felt super super cute, and then I um walked outside and <laughs> threw on first layer, second layer. My hoodie came on. Then I put my jacket back on. Yeah. Um, it was cold, by the way. Um, fun fact. The security guy, um, he's the sheriff. I shouldn't call him security guy. The sheriff that stands in front of me um, on the field, he um, he walked up to me right before halftime and he was like this. So I was like, you know, I paid attention. He threw me one of those hot, the hot hand things. <laughs> yeah. Was his name and Jim, by the way? Do you know his name? I don't know his name, but I can. I can see you're down can... towards the right end of the bench, right? I'm, uh, yeah, right, right in front of where the, um, the, uh, thing that they, you know, the medical, not the medical line? tent, the little medical table. So about what yard line would that be? Uh, like 32, 30? 33. Okay. 
my my very good friend Jim Nichols is a game day sheriff on the field for games. Okay, um, it might be him. Guy. It might be him. I think I'll... he's a little bit further right. But when you see that guy again, that you that you're, I'll ask him. So ask him what his name is and say, right. hey, I say, can I tell Jim Nichols I want to meet him? And have him come over okay. and tell him who you are. Tell him we do a But I'll tell you what, there. he saved the day because I'll, I put the the hot hand actually behind my neck. Right. And um, it warmed me up other than obviously my hands were still cold. Then <laughs> about probably about five, six minutes into the third quarter, um, another guy, uh, Bill's, I, he looked like a Bill's trainer. He was in Bill's stuff. He right. walks by. He was like, here. And he's. He threw me the same thing. I was dying laughing. I was like, I must have been like really showing how cold (laughs) I was. Um, I was freezing. But because it rained all day, I'm front row. All of that water pooled in that front row. So I was standing in like an inch of water most of the game. Um, It started to recede probably the beginning of the fourth quarter um, a little Mm. bit. But I was in water most of the game. So I was freezing. I was definitely freezing. Well, hey, everybody, we appreciate you joining us this week for the Line the Game show on oh, the wait. Buffalo Vidcast. What's that? Prediction. What? What's your prediction? Oh, my prediction. I think the Bills will win. I think the Bills will win 24-17. I have 28-10. We're, we're, thinking, we're thinking the same way. All right, let's go now. So thanks right. again for joining us here on the uh, on the Line the Game show on the Buffalo Vidcast Network. I'm the big O, Jerry Strowski. She's Sarah Larson. As always, one love and go Bills. Go Bills.